Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and this is The Checkup. excited. Hey, thank you so much for uh, tuning into this podcast. Thank you for uh, listening on Tuesday. If you had listened to Tuesday and what we talked about, um, how do we practice um, social distancing uh, while or without becoming emotionally disconnected, right? So we sort of set up the challenges and the concerns that this uncertain time has. And so today we're going to talk about applying some different things that we can do to be overcomers, to be victors rather than victims, right? I used to be a victim when I was out there ripping and running. When I put alcohol and drugs and all of my other negative behaviors before anything else, even though I lived my life as a selfish and self-centered person, I still looked at myself as a victim, right? Doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, how can you be a victim if what you're doing or what occurring in your life is self-inflicted? How how are we that victim? But of course, I was. So we're going to take ownership of things. We're going to take charge of things. We're going to We're going to bring things back. So much of recovery, as you know, regardless of where you come from, whether you're an adult child of an alcoholic, had a wonderful conversation uh, last Sunday with with a person that I'm coaching, and they're not alcoholic or drug addict or don't have any other real behavioral concerns or challenges, but they were brought up in an alcoholic household, and so they developed some challenges and some concerns in some areas that we're working with in self-esteem, because as an adult child of alcoholic, um, you you learn how to live or 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 um, uh, sort of uh, uh, go through life acting as if you're normal or things are normal when anything is but that right. So so we're overcoming adversity in other areas, and there's a social distance there between that person and their and their father, but they were trying to maintain an emotional connection and it became increasingly difficult. So regardless of where you come from or whether whatever you're looking to overcome, there may be an answer for you in the things that we cover. Because at the end of the day, every one of us just needs to learn how to live one day at a time as effectively and as efficiently 
and joyfully as possible. Isn't that right? Isn't that what we want? We want to be, as it says in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, happy, joyous, and free. We are not a glum lot. We are sure that God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. We think that laughter makes for usefulness. In the Bible, it says a merry heart does good like a medicine, right? So let's take our medicine today and let's go on to the next phase of, of, of the social distancing, but staying emotionally connected, right? So, so here's what I thought for today's title. Adversity creates opportunity. Isn't that the truth? Adversity creates opportunity. Now, whether or not we take advantage of that adversity and make it an opportunity, or do we fall victim and woe is me and I can't do this. This is just too much for me to bear. I need to go drink. I need to go use. I need to go engage in another negative behavior that's going to um, push me back or pull me back to where I came from or will never allow me to get the start that I need. Adversity will either make us or it'll break us. And that is where we need to overcome the challenges that this whole uh, virus thing has sort of uh, supplanted on our society and, and, and come across with this crazy term that I hate, social distancing. The last thing I want to be from you is distant. Right, I need that emotional connection, just like I was talking about in the last pro, um, podcast on the the principle of proximity. How it is more effective for me to be close to you. I can be more effective. We can be more effective together. Social model recovery. The whole thing is built about uh, around people connecting in a physical sense that increases our emotional stability and our psychological, our spiritual, and once again, even our emotional connection. But now we are in these adverse times where I can't be close to you, or I've got to wait now. I, I think the national guideline is, is until April 30th, and then what happens then? Will I still have to stand behind the line, behind the glass at the Costco? What, what, what's going to be done, right, with all this? I hope we get back to a sense of normalcy. I am going to advocate that, and I hope you do too, because at the end of the day, we don't want the cure to be worse than the, than the illness, right? We don't want that. So we want to do whatever we can to become well in spite of the adversity and the challenges. So let's jump right into the deep end of the pool today. So adversity, what does it mean? Well, Adversity means, according to dictionary.com, unfavorable fortune or fate. A condition marked by misfortune, calamity, or distress. Wouldn't you say that's kind of what's going on right now? It's an unfavorable fate with this distancing thing where we, we are discouraged from being close to each other for the spreading of this virus. And it's marked by a misfortune or distress. That is the adversity that this situation has created for us. Now, we can overcome those things 
by viewing it as an opportunity rather than a wall or an obstacle. It's an opportunity. And an opportunity is a situation or condition favorable for attainment of a goal. I like that. Don't you? It's a situation or a condition that is favorable for attainment of a goal. What is our goal? Our goal is to get well. Our goal is to get back to one another. Our goal is to go back to embracing, to sharing, to caring with with physical proximity that helps encourage and elevate our wellness. That is my goal. So I'm going to take this adversity, flip it to an opportunity and say, what do I need to do now? What do I need to do to make these conditions favorable that is going to bring about the attainment of my goal, which is to get well and to help others become well also? As we say at Recovery Guy, from broken to whole, my desire today is to become the best possible version of me so I can help you become the best possible version of you. So one of the great things I, I like, and, and you can talk to Jay Shetty of On Purpose or, or, or my buddy uh, Shane Raymer at that Sober Guy podcast, and, and they'll attest to the fact that uh, our being a podcaster elevates our sense of personal responsibility in the things that we need to research. And so through these particular times, I know uh, Shane and his wife had done a, a podcast on marriage, which was really pretty cool. And they had to study together and it, and it, and it helped them learn more, but it helped them enrich their marriage. But that's what this does for those of us who are presenters and people in personal recovery themselves. We have to study and we come across some pretty cool stuff and today is no exception to that. So when looking at some things and, and, and Googling certain topics to see what's going to resonate with me that I can uh, make my own and just share with you that you can appreciate and apply, uh, I came across this thing in uh, uh, psychcentral.com. And it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's an article uh, about overcoming adversity, and it's an article written by uh, this this life coach, this person, and her name is Tiffany Mason. So if you go to psychcentral.com, and you'll be able to find this. I'll actually apply or or embed the link into the description of this podcast. But but I'm going to pull down some things and I'm going to share some relevant things that Tiffany did such a great job in covering. She says that here are four proven ways to overcome adversity, and we're not going to spend time on all of them. I'm going to cover a little bit and let you do your own research and and see what's going to work for you. Uh, But four of the things that Tiffany says is to surround yourself with positive people. Boy, isn't that the truth? Surround yourself with positive people, and conversely, Don't hang around your negative people, like those miserable people, right? There's that adage that says that misery loves miserable company. That's only part of the truth. 
Misery loves miserable company. And if I don't co-sign their misery, they kind of go away. But I need to take it to another level, and I need to seek out supportive and positive people who are like me. Now, again, given the the dynamic of the times that we're in, in, in making sure that we're very careful in proximity to individuals, maybe this isn't the best thing. Although, I think it's really good and to find a way to around that or certainly get ready to implement that more more directly or to a deeper degree once we get past all of this fear and this all this virus. Uh, and then and then talks about the next thing is to to write. Another thing that Tiffany talks about is to uh, be in nature. That's kind of a cool thing. And then fourthly, start investing in yourself. Start investing in yourself. I'm gonna focus today on writing and start investing in yourself. One of the things uh, that I that I shared with a, a person that I'm life coaching yesterday was the importance of of writing a letter. Write some things out. Share how you feel because at the end of the day, aren't we just as sick as our secrets? We are, aren't we? So journaling and writing things out is very important. And actually it's 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 the it's the part of investing in yourself because it's going to reveal so much. Tiffany says that there is no greater investment than the investment within your own personal development. Experiencing adversity is a great excuse for people not to take charge of their life. We all face adversity in some way. What makes one individual succeed and another not is how they handle their adversity. How do you view it? Again, do you view it as adversity? Do you view it as a stumbling block? Or do you view it as an opportunity? You know, one of the things that my uh, my sponsor, Will, said this morning when we were chatting on the phone, uh, he used to give me this example of, of block, running against a wall, a block wall, right, of a personal experience, uh, especially of an emotional experience. And that was adversity, and it pushed me back. And he said, you know what, Bobby? Just remember, you can always go around it. You can turn that adversity into an opportunity to get through it. And I've learned how to do that over the years. So so I do like what Tiffany says about uh, start investing in yourself. And where's your focus? Well, the focus should be on me and learning about me so I can be better equipped to help you. So here's one of the things that I think is really a good exercise for us as we're wondering what to do. And if you've done it before, do it deeper. And if you've never done it, start it. But it says to write. Tiffany says, there is something so peaceful in writing down your thoughts. However short or long your journal entries are, The process of writing down your emotions allows you to reflect. And then she talks about uh, there are many benefits to writing, and and I like them. You know, in recovery, for those of us who have gone through a 
a plan of recovery. You know, one of the things is is writing out a four-step, an inventory step, finding out what we're about, and then we make a list of all persons we had harmed. So we're writing, we're journaling, we're exploring. Again, we're only as sick as our secrets, and as long as they're in my mind and I don't share them, I don't put them down on paper, they're really going to hold me hostage, right? We need to write, we need to share, we need to put things down. So here are some of the things that Tiffany, and I agree 100% with what she's saying. Here are some of the things, and these are the things that you're going to find in the notes of today's podcast. Here are some of the things that are she calls a benefit for writing. Number one, allows for self-expression. How important is that? That's rhetorical. That's not a real question. Self-expression is so important in even finding out who we are. What do we like? What don't we like? The more we can express ourselves, the more we can find out what's real, what's not real, what we fabricated in our own mind. Maybe it's about an experience, a negative experience that we had but we now express it and we learn so much more. Writing things down allows for that self-expression, that self-exploration, that jump into the pool of wellness. I like the next point here. Uh, Tiffany says it allows or helps give feedback about your life. So it expresses its self-expression but it's feedback. It's almost like a commentary on our life. I like that a lot. That's a great reason. And don't we need feedback? Don't we need to sort of gauge where we're at? Of course, we need to do that objectively. It's so easy to be the counsel of one and be very subjective in our perspective. We need to be outside the box, almost like an out-of-body experience where we're looking down on our life, looking down into self and, and, and getting actual feedback of our life in general. The next thing I really like here is it allows us to better understand our current situation. Isn't that really true? If we're to be in the now expressing feelings now and what we're going through now and and it helps us to get a better understanding doesn't it make sense as a person of recovery the the more i understand where i'm at right now the better i am to to fix or repair or overcome the adversity if i'm talking about adversity in my life The more I can understand my life and the adversity and how it affects me, it's going to help me better understand the situation, which is going to help me understand what the solution is, right? So when I go to to the doctor, when we go to the doctor, right, whether it's a dentist, you know, a chiropractor or a general practitioner, we go in for a consultation. They don't say, you know, how did you feel last month? They might get to that, right? 
How do you feel right now? Why are you here today? What's going on right now that causes you concern? Does that make sense? They're not going to say, what do you think is going to go on next week? How do you think you might feel next week? Or how were you feeling nine months ago or a year ago? No. What are your symptoms now? Let's go ahead and treat this now. Then, for them, once they understand our situation better, then they can say, well, how long has this been going on? Is this a reoccurring challenge? Is this a one-off? Is there a method to this? Is there something we need to to go back and look at some previous behaviors or actions that have caused us to continue, right? But it's mainly concerned with what's going on now. Again, going back to slow will, you know, uh, one of the steps that it talks about clearing away the wreckage of your past and give freely of what you find and join us, according to AA, right? So Will always said, okay, now that we got that done, Let's go ahead and clear away the wreckage of our present so it doesn't become the wreckage of our past. Doesn't that make sense? So so what Tiffany is saying here, I need to to write so I can increase my self-expression. I can get the feedback about my life so I can better understand my current situation, which will allow me to understand how to repair, fix, or go around what the adversity is and how I can use that as an opportunity to become well. The next thing that Tiffany suggests, and I like this as well, allows you to think outside the box, right? Allows me to think outside the box because what I don't want to do is apply yesterday's solutions or the same thinking, right? I think it was Einstein who said, we can't use the same thinking to get us out of our current situation that we use to get us in our current situation. And that's what Tiffany is saying here. We need to get outside the box. We need to say, okay, this is my current situation. Let me get outside the box and and try to find something revolutionary, something unique, something I haven't tried before, something that I hadn't thought of before. Maybe I need to go talk to a friend. Maybe I need to get their opinion. Maybe I need to read a new article. Maybe I need to look at a new inspirational book. I need to get outside of the box or outside of me, the mindset that got me there to help get me out of there. And then it makes me a better philosopher. I like that, right? At the end of it all, I am better in terms of processing my thoughts because now I I have a better view of things. I have looked introspectively and I've increased my degree of uh, self-expression. It gave me feedback about my life It allowed me to better understand my current situation, which going outside of Tiffany now, but I'm sure she'll appreciate, which will allow me to to apply uh, a better or more effective solution to understand my current situation. It allows me to think outside the box, right? 
And ultimately, it allows me to become a better philosopher so I view life a little differently so I don't repeat the same challenge or concern that would generate the same adversity previous in my life. Don't these things make sense to you? They make sense to me. And hopefully, I frame them in a way that's going to ultimately make sense to you. Because at the end of the day, going through all of this, we have to go through this adversity together and realize the combined opportunity we have to come to an individual and collective solution that at the end of the day, we become more well than we would have been had we not gone through this challenging time. And isn't that what it's all about? I don't want to be the same person I was going into this. I want to be an elevated person on the way out. And that's what adversity hopefully does for us. It creates a better version of me so I can become that better philosopher to better understand my situation and help you understand your situation even more so as well. Thank you so much for joining this podcast today. I'm so glad that we've we've looked to understand the challenge that this whole social distancing has created. We're looking to overcome the emotional disconnect that could be the adversity that causes us to relapse, but nevertheless, we have viewed it as an opportunity to get through this and become a better philosopher when everything is all said and done. Thank you again for joining us. My name is Robert, and I am The Recovery Guy.